Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. And Valerie Comer. Today we are going to chat about the grumpy sunshine trope. So this if is grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> He's not grumpy. Maybe not. If this isn't a trope you're familiar with, basically it's made up of one main character who is the eternal cheery optimist and the other who is on the more grumpy end of the spectrum, Um, which is not the autism spectrum. Like I said, there she goes. They're grumpy. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye grumpy cat. Yeah, like grumpy cat. Exactly. I don't (laughs) want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about sunshine. (laughs) So um, where does grumpy sunshine fall on your list of favorite tropes? Narelle? Um, I think I'm probably middle of the road. I can take it or leave it. It depends on, I I, I mean, the problem with, if you have a character that's too grumpy, they can be in the unlikable category. Mm -hmm. So if there's a reason for why they're grumpy, that's reasonably obvious from the beginning and that they have redeeming features so that they're not going to be grumpy for life, then I'm more inclined to like the story. But I'm really in romance. I'm not a massive fan of reading about it characters that are basically in the doldrums the entire book and sunshine can be too much sometimes as well it can be too sickly saccharine sweet so um it's just for me it completely depends on the characters and it's a case by case Yeah. yeah it's not one of my favorites either um and for the same reason they're often so extreme it's like the author said okay we're gonna write grumpy sunshine so like on a scale of zero to 100, we have the guy at, usually the guy at one and her at like 99. And she's just like, and he's like, (laughs) and it just, it can be obnoxious. It can be insensitive, um, can be rude and abrasive on the grumpy person side. And yeah. And if, if you don't find any reason to find the grumpy character attractive or the sweet one, um, you just want to run away. So it really does depend a lot. I am I am three for three on this, although I would I would venture to say I probably dislike it more than either of you. I will come straight out and say I tend to dislike it. Um I don't mind grumpy so much as I really dislike sunshine. Um <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like the the sunshine in particular is like so much. Like, um, you know, in Monty Python's Holy Grail, the Black Knight, and it's like, he's got no arms and no legs. And he's like, I'll bite your kneecaps off. And it's like, you're going to bleed out any moment now. Get a grip on reality. You know, and it's just like, so devoid of reality. But like, I'm happy. It's like, you're delusional. That's what you are. You're not cheerful. You're delusional. Um, the, other, the other thing is that so often I feel like Grumpy Sunshine is also paired with Beauty and the Beast, which I also hate. So I'm like, it's a two for one on the tropes that I hate. So um, hate is a strong word. Do you want um, to explain? Like, I don't, I don't think I understood. Yeah. You love it, right? That, right? That's what I'm hearing? Yes, that's that's what you're hearing. Is okay. It's my okay. absolute favorite combination of tropes. 
And so what if you put a love triangle in with those two? Would that be yes. like? That would be like the trifecta of awesome for me. A Beauty and the Beast, Grumpy Sunshine, Love Triangle. That would be fantastic. Oh, but how do you make a love triangle for Grumpy Sunshine? What's the third person? Normal? Or I have is no it, idea. It'd be a second, a second sunshine just to make or it. Or a second even- grump. Yeah, I'd be. I'd like a probably. It'd probably be two sunshines competing for the beast. Yeah, maybe. Well, now you've really got my brain thinking <laughs> how I could write this, but then <laughs> that would never read my stuff again. So, yeah, I don't know. It's rough. Oh, um, yeah, that's that's my thing. Um, I think we hit my second question of what do you love or hate about it. We all talked about that. We did, we did kind of. <laughs> Yeah, this is the extreme in opposites attract right yeah there's so many ways that you can do opposites and this is just this is just one of them Mm -hmm. um like you can and and it usually goes with the introverted extroverted but not always but I think you'd have a hard time finding a grumpy would you grumpy extrovert and a sunshine introvert I don't think so you find them on social media Gosh, I, there's lots of grumpy extroverts that will have a nice long rant somewhere. Yeah, there you go. So maybe it's not so weird. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's just one of the ways you can do an opposites. And I think for a long time I didn't recognize it as a separate trope because I was just like, oh, opposites. Yeah. Instead yeah. of going, but this is a specific kind of opposites. It's not just one liking chunky peanut butter and the other liking it smooth. Right. But, but it's, I think the point that you made that they're usually so extreme is also really when you boil it down, it's what I don't love about it is because like, if you go for just even a hint of reality, the re the idea that you're going to make any sort of lasting romantic relationship with someone who is that drastically opposite from you unless the book takes place over five years and there's like intense therapy for both of you singly and together you know like like it's not gonna (laughs) not gonna happen and that's my thing with beauty and the beast too like if you really look at beauty and the beast like the beast is abusive um he's controlling he kidnaps her like that's not romantic um, I'm going to hold you against your will until you fall in love with me to break this curse. Like, ew, you know, no, that's ew. No. Which, yeah, which is why it depends. It depends on the why it depends on the motivation. So I, if it's one dimensional characters that really are those polar extremes, then I'm out of there. I'm not interested, but if there's depth behind it and if there's reasons and if there's character layers and, if you get to understand what the deep emotional wounds are, that is, is why the beast is the way they are. And if you understand why the sunshine is so sunshine, because usually a lot of people are, can be quite fake when they're like that as well. It's often not who they really are. And I'd love the happy pill if I could wake up every day and be <laughs> happy in the sunshine, but I've got to wait for heaven, I think, for that to happen because real life isn't like that. So I think it really depends on the why. And if it's done well, I can be very engaged and love it if it's done well, but it depends. Yeah. yeah. If that's the main plot point, then it's a problem. Yeah. the grumpy yeah. sunshine if that's the main thing that uh, puts pushes them together pulls them apart if it's yeah. part of their personality and part of their story 
then I can, I can still enjoy it. Yeah. It's it, then it's yeah. just a form of opposites attract and, and those are fun. Yes. Can be fun. Oh, yeah. I would agree with that. Yep. So I don't like, I have never written grumpy sunshine. I have never really been tempted to write grumpy sunshine. Um, I don't plan to write grumpy sunshine. Um, either of you have a plan have already done. So have you Narelle? No, and as I said, it's not something I don't think of characters when when a character comes to me, they come to me as like a whole real person. They don't come to me as a trope. I don't know if that makes sense. They kind of fall into, they develop into something, but I never start a book thinking I'm going to write characters that are like this. The characters come to me the other way. So to me, the whole thought of trying to reverse engineer in and fit characters in that mold just isn't my process so it could happen but it wouldn't happen as a planned thing it would be completely by accident and I'd have to warn Beth not to read it <laughs> there you go. I think the, the closest I've come would have been with the cowboy's romantic dreamer uh, because Trevor's pretty surly um, mm. and he's he's closed off and she is a romance editor who thinks she knows everything there is about romance because she's edited you know hundreds and hundreds of romance novels so she knows how it works and she knows she can fix him because all those books show examples of how she could you know fix him um so it it kind of qualifies in that she totally she just qualified. persists in being around him and trying to cheer him up and he doesn't cheer really easily but I didn't yeah in that case didn't set out to go okay well he's grumpy so she's sunshine it was just it was a, an opposites attract in my mind yeah but uh, there will be a grumpy sunshine in my next cowboy series but Ooh. hopefully it won't be it still won't be like the driving force but I do really see him as very closed off and her as poking and prodding and trying to get them to lighten up so I think it may qualify in the end as a grumpy sunshine but you know what haven't written it yet so um, <laughs> who knows <laughs> and yeah. it's 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 two or three down the line in this in the series so um, we won't even know maybe for another year whether <laughs> I succeed or not all right we'll keep you posted all right <laughs> so um so we all read Grumpy Sunshine books to talk about. Yes. For this episode. Oh, fun. <laughs> Actually liked the three that I read. So, um, so we're good. <laughs> I have so three I, on my list as well. Excellent. Did you get three in a row? I have two to talk about, but the other two I've I've got four, and then you've already mentioned the fifth one, which is Valerie's book. So I don't need to talk about that. Wow, that was also on my list. Oh, but I have two. I have two to primarily talk about. All right. Well, since you have two, we're going to let Valerie go first. So the first one is Finding Stardust by Julie Carabini. Um, Clara is in California for her sister's wedding and to look after her sister's dog while her sister's away on her honeymoon. She's a romance author who is constantly trying to find characters, especially heroes. So she's kind of in people's faces. She tries to figure out what makes them tick. Um, Brax is in town for the same reason. Um, it's his brother's wedding to Clara's <laughs> sister. And um, after suffering an injury, he's stranded at his brother's place next door. So he was planning on coming for the wedding and bailing like that day. So he's 
guess which one's the grumpy <laughs> um so he injures his knee and she offers to drive him back to their place which is next door to each other as the sister and brother-in-laws and she's determined to take care of him whether he wants it or not and he doesn't but she's trying to do research on him as a, a hero type so and he's determined to leave town asap because she's weird and because he never intended to stay so yeah. uh, it it fit the bill um i don't always love books that portray authors as particularly eccentric uh, <laughs> and clara is definitely a little oh, we're so normal <laughs> we're normal come on the three of us normal right right yeah, totally normal, <laughs> normal. So Clara, just a little on the weird side, but sunshine, definitely sunshine. Excellent. Excellent. My first one is The Real Thing by Autumn MacArthur. Um, this is one of her Scottish, I don't remember the, I don't remember McLean? the Is it McLean? McLean's, yeah. That's it, yeah. It's the most recent one. It's Brody. Finally, she just, it was just last year that she got this one out. It's Brody. This one came out. I have to look it up I was excited um because I thought of him and I was like I wonder if I missed it um mm -hmm. and so I went specifically looking this for this because I knew if she ever got around to writing Brody that it would absolutely be grumpy sunshine because Brody is the grumpiest person I've ever that or would be grumpy grumpy <laughs> yeah. well yeah exactly um but Brody has cerebral palsy and has been bullied and or babied his whole life because of it so he has such a good reason for being grumpy. And that's what I like about a grumpy character is there There has, like, Brody just wants to be treated like a person. That's all he wants. He wants his family to just understand that he's a grown man who is living alone and working and perfectly capable of taking care of himself. And they don't need to worry about him, you know, and... um you know, he gets that it's well-meaning, but it's, it's enough already, you know? Um, and, and so he's grumpy. <laughs> Plus he's in a lot of pain a lot of the time, um, which again, makes you grumpy. So, so there's good reasons for it. Um, and, and also like, he doesn't revel in being grumpy. He hates that he's grumpy and he's trying to stop being grumpy he doesn't love that he's grumpy the grumpy comes out and then he's beating himself about up about it and then he's grumpy because he was grumpy because he knows better you know and so it's 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 just well because like when you've woken up on the wrong side of the bed and then you like snap at your kids or you snap at your husband and then you're like dang it and then you're like oh mad at yourself and then you do it again and it's even worse and you're like bah, bah, bah. you know and this is like Brody, <laughs> this is brody's life right oh um so he, um, he needs someone to clean his house because in addition to cerebral palsy, he also has a little bit of OCD. Um, and so, but he is physically not capable of keeping things as clean as he needs them to be for his mental welfare. So Flynn comes in to keep house for him um, in a pinch because his normal housekeeper has gone off to take care of her sister or something. So it's a temporary thing. Flynn is a widowed single mom. She just needs, this is sort of falls in her lap. It's a total godsend for her. Her daughter um, was premature and has some health problems because of it. 
So Brody sort of bonds instantly with this little girl when he meets mm. her because he gets it. Um, and it's just adorable. And so, but Flynn just always is trying to see the bright side because otherwise she'll just be so overwhelmed by how overwhelming life is. So again, I get like she has a reason for why she is trying to be Pollyanna. It's not that she's just delusional. It's that it's either look on the bright side of things and try to put a smile on it or just give up and die. Like those are the choices that she has. Um, and so it's just this beautiful, beautiful story, which I expect nothing else from Autumn, honestly. Mm. Um, and it's just fantastic. And I'm so glad she wrote it and it is fantastic and you should read it and all of the books in this series. But um if you read one grumpy sunshine book, this is the one to read in, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and I haven't read this one. I need to read it. It's fairly, it's a fairly I missed that it was out. And this isn't on my list, um, but it reminds me of, and I can't remember which book it is, one of Kimberly Ray Jordan's uh, Christmas books from fall of 2021 in that series where there's the two yes. brothers and a sister um, and... Um, Yes. And there's, and the one guy it was injured in the, the accident that killed their father. The and child he, of and books. And then the child yeah. of the temporary housekeeper. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm trying to find that. But of course, my Google skills are not quite that good. Like child of joy or something. <laughs> Narelle? All right. Well, I'll jump to my first one, which is a book I've talked about before, is Turn to Me by... Becky Wade and this one I talked about in episode 72 recent reads and also episode 99 CCR said in Georgia so I'm not going to go back over the synopsis <laughs> I'm going to focus on the grumpy sunshine aspect because on reflection it's the grumpy sunshine I think is the reason I had trouble with this book originally so when I first started reading it I nearly DNF'd it uh, originally because I really just had trouble engaging with the characters and I think part of that was because she Finley had had all this awful stuff happen to her her father had died in jail she, her fiance had died in a car accident all this stuff had happened yet she was so bright and happy and I just found that very hard to relate to originally and then he had just come out of jail his name's Luke he was one of the miracle five that survived the um, El Salvador earthquake which is part of the whole Misty River series set up and he was really grumpy like Siri, he had a lot of, a lot, a lot of baggage, like a large amount of baggage. And I had trouble liking him as well originally. Now, this is a fantastic story. So just because I had trouble beginning liking the characters doesn't mean it's a great story. But I do think Grumpy Sunshine potentially had something to do with that. I just it's yeah it's, it can be a disconnect and it can work really well. And I'm glad I kept reading, but it nearly did stop me reading. Um, and I'll yeah I'll quickly just throw in my stubborn heart by Becky Wade's also grumpy <laughs> sunshine as well. Um, the second one that I want to mention is the loopholes in lilies by Emily Dana Boltress, and I've mentioned this one before too. Narelle probably can pop the number of the episode, up, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, but the focus is different um, in this one. Kendra is very bubbly. And she is determined to match make the guy from church who just moved in across the hall in her apartment building. Um, she just, um, 
he's a great guy and he needs a great girl and she's on it she's on it and he's like no and she's like yeah but this girl have you met her you should take her out you should do this and he's like no 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 <laughs> Um, anyway, he is a nurse who is experiencing health problems of his own that he doesn't want to talk about. He doesn't talk about it to his family, and he's definitely not going to talk about it to the girl across the hall who just keeps insisting he needs to date. It's like, date? He's like trying to decide if he's going to live or die here. A um, little bit melodramatic, but not completely. Uh, so he just tries to make her go away, but she won't take no for an answer. Um, and so eventually, of course, you know, he sees that she is more than this obnoxious, pushy matchmaker type person. And she begins to realize that he has some actual reasons for being reticent um, about dating, not only because, you know, he's kind of attracted to her because, you know, it's romance. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think it really exemplifies the the whole thing. And yeah, you look at the character and you're like, would you just like, let the poor man live in peace already you know he doesn't want to be mad <laughs> don't make don't pester him anyway yeah it's a good book it was the first one of emily's that i read and i've read several more in that series and enjoyed them so my next one is romance on the reef by jess masterakos and this one is just sweet um not christian um but she does keep them completely clean they're not yeah. Um, offensive in any way. Um, PJ is sort of the grump of the friend group. And he's more, I would consider him more reserved and introverted really than truly grumpy. Um, but he also is dealing with some heartbreak that he just hasn't told his friends about. That is really what it is. He's a Marine and he is uh, sort of new to the friend group there in Hawaii. This is part of her Kailua Marines group uh, series. And um, so a single mom moves in next door who is part of the friend group as well. He is a bookish guy and her daughter is a big book reader as well. So he gets along really well with the daughter right out of the gate. Um, but she is a widow and her husband was a Marine who was killed in action. So like the one thing she's not gonna do is ever date or marry a Marine again. <laughs> But she also, because um, she was widowed as a young mom, tries to keep it upbeat and positive so that her daughter doesn't grow up with this weepy morning mom. You know, it's like, I want to be a good role model for my daughter. I want her to see that we can overcome things and we just, you know, we're going to make it work and it's going to be okay. You know, um, that kind of thing. So that's why she's so sunshiny is because she's trying to put on the happy face for her daughter and it's going to be okay. We're going to work it out. It's all going to, you know, that kind of thing. So again, good motivation, neither of them super over the top. Like if normally the extremes are way out here, these guys are like maybe here <laughs> on the trope right. scale, um, not extreme, but it's super cute. Um, I love Jess's books and I enjoy her books as well. Um, I, I, I feel she calls this one grumpy sunshine, so I feel like it qualifies because she considers it that. I don't know if I were really going out and going, I want a grumpy sunshine book, if this would necessarily qualify. It's certainly not as extreme as some right. of them out there in the world. But um, I actually appreciated that. <laughs> <laughs> so 
even if it's not true grumpy sunshine is very worth reading i think mm. Narelle, you got another one okay i do have another one so my next one i i really enjoyed this one and it's labeled as grumpy sunshine and it's learning to love on nantucket by tyron daniels now this is book six in a series and of course Narelle reads book six first <laughs> but there can be some really big advantages to reading book six first Tell us. and okay so the hero in this story he's he's a twin and he has a lot of history in this series. It goes back to the first book and um, which the heroine, I think, I, I think I, the first book, the heroine is his ex-wife, right? And um, he is a lawyer and it's the story's based in Nantucket, but he's on the mainland. And he has been, he's a character that really needs redemption. And this isn't a Christian book, but what I really liked about this is that he's in therapy during the book. And it's not, it's not often that you actually read a book where you've got the hero, knows he has problems, knows he's stuffed up pretty badly. And I, and we're talking infidelity badly. Like it's not minor, it's pretty big stuff. And this book actually takes that and, and actually deals with the issues in a very sensitive way and a very psychologically sound way. And I really appreciated that. And so I came into this story um, like the heroine and her name is Kayla and she meets him at a wedding. Her best friend's marrying his twin brother and dances him at the wedding, the, the attractions there. And then he's like, oh, I, I need to go, I need to talk to my ex-wife. She doesn't know what he's doing, but he's actually apologising to his ex-wife for things that happened in the past. So it's it's a really different sort of setup in terms of the story. And so we actually see the character growth through that. And then obviously in later in the story, she finds out what's happened. And of course, that's an issue for her. As you could imagine, would you want to marry somebody who has a history like this man? But I just really appreciated the redemption and the forgiveness story arc. So it's not defined as Christian, but it definitely has strong Christian values underpinning the story. And I don't know if it could have been written as a CCR, to be honest, because people have such fraught ideas about divorce and different things that I think it was probably a more honest portrayal by moving it into sweet clean rather than being Christian. Does that make sense? Yeah. In a way? Yeah. It'd be labeled gritty or edgy or whatever they're calling them these days if, if they went there. Yeah, but it's it's not though. It's actually a very sweet romance and it's I wouldn't call it edgy at all. I actually call it very honest and I think I appreciated the honesty that was sort of underpinned the story and law a lawyer who apologizes like that just snagged my attention <laughs> straight away lawyers don't apologize they talk their way out of stuff that's their job like that's what they're trained to do so I did and I think maybe because I didn't go into the story with preconceived ideas about who Tim is I was able to run with Kayla and run with her experience of meeting him for the first time so oh, that's yeah, so that's the advantage of reading book six first. So sometimes it can actually work in your favour <laughs> as well. You don't have the baggage that can happen at the end of a series when you've watched someone stuff up and stuff up and stuff up and then the author's like, oh, I've got to redeem this character. They need to be paired up with someone and they do it in like the second last book or the last book in the series and it can be tricky because you've got all the baggage as yeah. a reader because you've watched their life unfold, if that makes sense. So an interest, a different perspective. 
that the grumpy sunshine was there because he had two broken legs. She's a physiotherapist. And so she's doing the therapy with him. And he was very grumpy because he's in pain, emotional pain plus physical pain. And she was the sunshine. Yeah. Valerie? That sounds a little similar to Beach Haven by T.I. Lowe, which I mentioned in our South Carolina episode. Opal is a free-spirited owner of a secondhand store and restoration business, and Lincoln is an ex-Marine with physical and emotional wounds that he's working through. And he finds himself helping her after a hurricane nearly destroys her business. He despises Opal at first. Um... And I maybe didn't blame him because she did not seem to have her feet on the ground at all. She drove me crazy. Um, but I, I got to understand where she was coming from eventually, but it did take a bit of hanging in there, to be honest. It definitely fits the trope. And one thing, has either of you in today's episode so far mentioned a story in which the heroine is the grouch? Mm-hmm. Not yet, but my next one is. Mm-hmm. All right, good. Because I was just like, it's not just men who are grumpy people. It is not. Mm-hmm. It is not. We might um, like to think it is. I mean, it can be. Yes, it's only men who are grumpy. <laughs> but that's where beauty and the beast. So the beast yeah. is grumpy, the beauty is the sunshine. So if it's a beauty and the beast combo, it's going to be that way. Well, no, it can be the flip, though. Yeah, it can be flipped. I've seen yeah. that one flipped as a yeah. full beauty and the beast retelling flipped. I can't give you a title offhand that I have seen that. Anyways, yeah. carry on. So I was thinking of um, Betsy by Sarah Monson, uh, but yeah. she's re- she's retitled yes. it, and I don't remember what it's called now. It's still Betsy, but then there's a subtitle more after it. Before. Okay, yeah, I think I is it labeled Grumpy Sunshine in the um, subtitle? Yeah, okay, probably it is now. I think. Okay, I'll pu- I'll put the the new title, and she has a new cover and everything too. Which is sad because I loved her face, her big face. But I, mm. I mean, I get why people redo yeah. them, but I loved those new ones, um, the old ones, I mean. But um, that was a fun flip because Betsy is pretty grumpy. Um, yes. And he is pretty cheerful, but not over the top cheerful, which I liked. And I liked the fact that he is more, like he's the kind of cheerful, like he has the joy of the Lord the kind of cheerful that we should just all sort of strive to have, even though it's still kind of annoying sometimes because it's like, okay, great. You have the joy of the Lord and so should I, but take it elsewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nice. So um, I don't feel like engaging with the joy of the Lord. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) I'm not interested in the joy of the Lord right now. How about that? Um, but you know, I, and she has reasons for her grumpiness, but at the same time, some of that is because she is like running away from like the conviction of the Lord. (laughs) And so, and that will make you grumpy. Um, you know, so I, I appreciated the faith arc in that book. And we, we talked some about Betsy when it first came out, um, I think we all read it and talked about yeah. it at one point. I think we have. Yeah. yeah. And, and the other books in the series too are yeah. all, yeah. all fun. You can't go wrong. Even if you read them out of order, right. like Norelva do. Yeah. Um, I started with Molly. I was good. 
So start at the beginning if you're going to read them all yeah. or just grab, was it Betsy? That's this one. I can't remember. Yeah, is Betsy it? is, yeah. yeah. Betsy, and that's the last one, I believe. So, ah, yeah. There you go. Be a renegade. Be read a renegade. Yes, join me. That's <laughs> fun. Sometimes it works better for you. <laughs> yeah. So I will throw in an honorable mention real fast of A Date for Daisy by Tara Grace Erickson, which was, um, and we've talked about it fairly oh, ad nauseum. I don't remember. Daisy is sunshine and because uh, she's super she, optimistic, she's going to, she's going to renovate this farmhouse and she has oh, no idea what she's that's the right. one who fell through the Fruit ceiling, through the, window, the guy's arms. The yeah. ceiling. And Lance is an uptight, fairly grumpy contractor. So yeah, yeah. I think it's serious. Yes. So um, let us know what we missed. There's, there's thousands of them. We missed a lot, but can um, I throw one in? Oh yeah, a novel proposal by Denise Hunter that we talked about last week. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, let me write it down so it gets in the show notes. And um, <laughs> also let us know what you think of the trope, if you love yeah. it or hate it, or if you think we're weird for how we feel about it. You can tell us that truth, but <laughs> yeah. it'll make us grumpy. So you know. Maybe <laughs> Maybe don't do that. Um, we'll never say Cooney again if you must upset us all. Right. <laughs> I don't know. She'll come back and be a grump. That's right. Leave us a comment on the YouTube channel or on our Facebook page. We do love hearing from you. Um, and let's see. You can find information about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats. We are looking forward to seeing you again next week. And in the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you later. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>